when you can, if you truly need it, just just get the help because you can only. I say we've got all the answers, but you can only do so much on your own. Like you need, you need somebody to to help support you, spot your blind spots, uh, call you out on your own BS, mm. all that kind of all the stuff that we do for our clients and and we know helps them. You need that yourself, and you can never be too br- proud or too egotistical to think that you don't need help and you've got everything figured out. Because as you said, the more you figure out, the more you realize that you've got nothing figured out and nobody's got it figured out. Elon Musk, all these people that you aspire to, Tony Robbins, whoever, they haven't got it figured out. None of them have. None of us have. Because there's no manual for life though. That's the biggest thing. Like no one has got the answers. All people have got is their own experience. Yeah. Whether that's practical experience, learnt experience, like whatever it is, like they've read something in a book, like, the, the best person in the world, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Tony Robbins, whoever it is, like you said there, like they literally are only giving information based off what they know. Mm. Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and today I'm joined in my studio. I'm calling it a studio now. It's still my office, but it's going to be a studio. Uh, Mr. Ali West, how are we? I'm great, man. Loving life. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. So this is a uh, back-to-back episode, meaning that I've literally just done recording uh, for Ali's podcast, and now he's coming on my podcast, so it's a double header. Um, but having just been on your podcast, I, I know that you're going to give some great uh, insight to my audience uh, again like your journey and your growth so uh for anybody that's new to the podcast welcome if you're a returning guest uh glad to have you back with us again but don't forget that if you take any value from today's episode to like and share with a friend to help us spread the word to help as many people as possible and again if you're on youtube don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any up and coming things that my me and mikey have got coming for you so Ali, I don't even really know where to go with this. Obviously, like I said, it's throwing me off a little bit, the fact of... Because I feel like I've known a little bit about you while you were interviewing me, so yeah. that's a bit like vice versa. So why don't you just start by giving my audience a bit of a background into who is Ali West? God, how long you got? That's it. <laughs> well, you're the ones on time limit, so we've got, we've got, we've got yeah, an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. It's an interesting question, and Mikey asked me a similar sort of question, and I'm learning every day about who I am, but I guess if you if you want my story, my uh, background growing up was always into sports, always into football. Uh, I loved football from as soon as I could walk, really. Started playing properly when I was about seven or eight, and all I ever wanted to do really was be a professional footballer. When I got to 17, 18, I kind of realised that that wasn't really going to come to fruition. I probably could have made a decent kind of earning playing semi-pro but when I was 19 I ruptured my cruciate my ACL complete tear um, and that put me put me out of the game for a while managed to have reconstructive surgery get back into things um, and just played like lower league mm-hmm. kind of semi-professional and uh, when I was 20 I just kind of fell into health and fitness because a friend said have you ever considered being a, a PT uh, and that was had, like the, the end thing, wasn't it? At the yeah, time, like everyone's yeah. being PT, everyone's just starting to yeah. get into it. So this is like what 2007, maybe yeah, 2007. And uh, I was like, no, I've never really been in the gym. Only on a rowing machine or on a treadmill. Mm. Never lifted any weights. I was skinny as skinny. I was probably back then. I was probably sounds terrible to say it. 56 kilos, mm. probably. What are you now? Uh, 68. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was so skinny. Um, I was fit as anything cardiovascular, but I was so skinny. And uh, I did a two-week intensive gym course with uh, Premier. Yep. Um, and then I was lucky enough to get a job at Virgin Active. And then they put me through my PT as an MVQ with with Lifetime. And that was in 2008. And the rest is history. I built up my, my PT business there. Went out on my own in 2011 uh, to be a self-employed PT. And then in 2017, I opened my own gym, Kinetic Fitness, which I'm still running and operating with my wife now. We've been going five years in January, uh, so it's coming up to five years. Um, And yeah, it's been a a mad journey. And in 2015, I really started working on myself, really started to go deep. What led you down into that path? You want to get into that? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 2015, let's go down. Let's go down that rabbit hole. So, 2015, everything changed for me really because at the end of 2014, 
I ended a relationship. I was with my my ex partner for seven and a half years. We had a, a house together, a mortgage, and I was just not in it. We were just coexisting. It mm. wasn't working. And I decided, I made the big and bold decision just to pull the plug on that. And uh, that was December 2014. It was the worst time as well because it was over Christmas and oh. New Year. And you don't really want to be ending relationships at, at that point in the year. Not that there's ever a right time to end a relationship, but I, I ended it over the Christmas and festive period, which wasn't that great. Moved in, moved in with my parents, let her stay in the house. And I was a bit all over the gaff, to be honest. I knew I'd made the right decision, but I was mm. a bit all over the place. And I was on my mum and dad's sofa for about a month. And then <laughs> my dad got me a camp bed from Ikea in his office. So I had like a shredder near my head, a printer near my feet. I had a small rail with just my clothes on and like a little shelf with my aftershave and smellies on and whatnot. And I was just like, what have I done here? I've gone from like a nice comfortable three bedroom house to like sleeping in my dad's office, basically. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of like soul searching. And then uh, in January, just, I don't know how it happened. I just me and Sarah, my now wife, we, we kind of got talking via Facebook Messenger and she was like, do you want to get, get a coffee? Um, just a like, random, yeah, random Yeah, really mouse. random. And she, it was so random because it was almost identical. She'd been with her ex-partner for seven and a half years, house together. They'd split up a month before my, me and my ex-partner had. So it was just like we was in the same position. She'd, she'd managed to get her, herself her own flat. Went, uh, had a drink with her. And then, yeah, the rest is history with, with Sarah. After after two months, I moved in with her fully. After nine months, I proposed. But during that period in 2015, when we first got together, my friend at the time was living in Scottsdale, Arizona, mm. in, in the States. Uh, and I'd never been out to see him. And he'd been over there eight years. And for whatever reason, I'd never got out there to see him. And I was like, look, I'm going to bite the bullet and go. Because all these years, I should have gone. And I've never been. Managed to scrape the money together, got a ticket, uh, flew flew out to Arizona for 10, 10 nights, spent 10 nights there. And whilst I was in Arizona, I went to Sedona. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, and maybe your listeners might be or they might not, but Sedona is a, a truly magical place. It's on par with Glastonbury, with uh, Mount Fuji, with Mount Shasna, um, with Lake Titicaca, all of these kind of magical, the, the Great Pyramids of Giza, all of these kind of magical places, Sedona's up there. And there's a lot of uh, energy there. There's a lot of vortices. There's men masculine, feminine energy. People have said they've seen aliens there. People have had all sorts of stuff happen to them there. And I had something that is very difficult to put into words happen to me there. But whilst I was there, uh, we went to Sedona, did some hiking, my friend and I. And he he said to me, do you want to do meditation? And I was like, I, what you want about? I've never done meditation. I was like, that's just for hippies, that kind of stuff. But my mate had gone really heavily into the spiritual path. He'd got into meditation, got into uh, all sorts of spiritual elements. And he was like, look, I'll just guide you and we'll see what happens. Um, so we sat on the edge of this rock and he started guiding me through a meditation. And he did quite an advanced and complex meditation. He did something called the Macabre meditation. And people can just Google this, but it's it's like kind of focusing on your chakras, which is energy points through your body, uh, visualizing colors in your head. Um, that's how it pans out. So it's quite an advanced one, and I wouldn't recommend that for beginners. But I did it, and I just felt the most magical sensation come over me. I felt completely at peace. I felt so in the moment. I felt just like love and gratitude and high vibrations just wash over me for a very short period of time. It was just like almost just like an instant moment in time. And we came out of it. And my mate said, how did you feel that? And I was like, what was that? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, that was fucking incredible. I was like, the best, probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in life. I was like, what, what do you mean? What happened? I was like, I just, I don't know. I just felt incredible. It feels amazing. He was like, Did you feel like you've gone to another planet? Yeah. Because I was, much. when I get into that, that space meditation, the only way I can describe it is like, I'm not on this planet. Yeah. I'm in another realm and I can't describe it. Yeah. I, yeah, you, yeah. You can't put it, until you've experienced it, it was you crazy. Can't put it, into words. it was absolutely crazy. So 
the the day went on and then we did some more hiking it's beautiful red rocks you would have seen it on on tv in sedona it's very much like similar to the grand canyon but it's more beautiful and more magical than the grand canyon so all these beautiful red rocks and there's one called cathedral rock and it's the biggest rock in sedona so we scrambled and hiked up there and you know what Arizona's like? It's like boiling yeah, hot. Yeah. Like, desert, desert, dying. Desert, yeah. yeah, dying, getting up there. And we got to the top. He's like, do you want to do another meditation? I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, it's like I took some crack or something. I wanted some more of it. And uh, not that I've done crack, but anyway. <laughs> and um, we sat on the, the edge of this rock again. He did. He's like, we're going to do a grounding meditation. So people might be a bit more familiar with grounding and like get kind of getting centered and, and, and connecting with the earth. So we did that. Felt amazing again. Similar sensations. Feeling great. Then we scrambled halfway back down cathedral rock and we sat side by side and just had some water and we're chilling and then he's like do you want to do another little meditation he's like i was like yeah sure but can we just just not do anything guided let's just see what happens close my eyes and then the first thing that happened was i heard sarah speaking to me in the meditation and she and we was kind of like talking even though she was over back in the UK, like the other side of the Atlantic. And she was like, oh, I hope you're having a great time. I know you're having a great time. Everything's great over here. Can't wait to see you again. I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like telepathically connecting with her. And then the weirdest thing, this is the most weirdest thing that happened the whole time. I was sat there and my mate was sat to, let me get this right. He was sat to the left of me and I was sat on his right. And then I just started like leaning into it, like rocking to the left. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, that isn't me. He was like, yeah, it is. And then he pushed me back. And as he pushes me back to the right, this energy or this force or whatever starts pushing me back. And he's pushing and pushing and pushing. It's like as if somebody was there pushing back between. And he's like, this isn't right. Then he came the other side of me, pushed. And then the same thing happened on the other side. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? And he had like a few friends that were maybe, in air quotes, more spiritually in tune or inclined. And... um he said to them, like, what do you think this is? And they said, oh, maybe a being or an entity has attached themselves to him, or maybe it's just energy, like there's a lot of powerful energy in Sedona. Um, maybe that happened. So we just kind of did some, like, affirmations and maybe some, you could call them prayers and just said if there's any, like, negative energy, just, like, go away or re be released. And nothing like that ha happened again there. But ever since that day, my whole life has just accelerated in, mm. the, in the right direction. And... I still don't know to this day, was it Sedona? Was it meditation? Was it right time, right place? Was it meant to be? Who knows? But like I said, I've said to people before, I think I've always been a spiritual person, mm -hmm. but it just took going to Sedona and having those experiences for that to be unlocked. And since that day, I've, I've found all of these spiritual practices. I've realized that I thought I was healthy, but I wasn't mentally, physically, and spiritually. I wasn't really looking after myself. So I've gone all in on wor working on myself and going deep on myself to be the best version of myself I can be. And I'm, I'm nowhere near perfect. I make mistakes. I F up. I have bad days, but I'm on such a great trajectory. And I've took this amazing path that has been truly life-changing and so many amazing great things have happened to me since that day in Sedona. A lot of bad shit's happened as well, but now I realize the lessons that it's, that it's showing me when it is kind of quote unquote bad stuff or negative stuff happens. I kind of take the lessons for it, from it. I'm aware of it, but I'd say that was the biggest turning point was in Sedona. So I could have just said it happened in Sedona rather than taking you through that, but it wouldn't have been as interesting. But the things I think are so interesting, because obviously we've had, um, obviously Mikey talking about his experience. Um, obviously his was psychedelic based. Uh, I've had Zach again, he has an experience again, psychedelic based, but then for you to be saying you have that very similar sort of experience through meditation, mm. and that's the only experience I've ever had with stuff is like, going through stuff in meditation wise. I think it's interesting you made a point there about how uh, you think we've always been a spiritual being. I fully believe that we are spiritual beings. Yeah. Like 100%. every single one of us. But the problem is, I think we spoke about this on your podcast when you interviewed me, is the biggest thing for me is that we're somehow suppressed in some way, shape or form. And I think that every single person knows that they're meant for bigger and better things. It's just, they don't really know how to tap into it. And again, I fully believe that the, the human body, like the, the, the consciousness is the information gets passed down to it. We're essentially like antennas mm. to download this information. But most of us, don't actually do it. So I feel like what you experienced there was this almost downloading of yep. information. You sort of then saw your potential and then you get addicted to it and then you go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's exactly what it is. And and I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I think we all have the potential to tap into it. And we all have these special gifts and abilities that, that we come into this 
whatever this is with uh, and it's just about as you said tapping into them harnessing it downloading it however you want to label it but i'm 100 percent sure that we're all capable of, of of it and we're capable of of amazing and great things and and me and you and mikey are living proof of that and many many others have you found obviously being married is she on the same path as you? Is she not on the same path? Is she supportive? Because I feel like this is one of the things where a lot of people struggle sometimes with this because they want to go down a route, but they don't necessarily have a supportive partner. So obviously, I don't know the dynamic between the two of you. I only met you for the first time yesterday. Um, is she supportive? Is she not? Is she into it? Is she not? How, how does that dynamic work with you two? And Sarah is the most supportive person I've ever met in my life. She'll, she'll back me all the way, 100%, no matter what. She's always got my back, always supporting me. But she's spiritual. If if you asked her, she'd probably say, "Oh, no, I'm not into that kind of stuff." And she she doesn't meditate, she doesn't journal, but she she is spiritually inclined. But she just can. I wouldn't say she's the opposite to me because we 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 connect on on so many different things and so many levels. But uh, with Sarah, she, she'll just she'll just she's so blunt. She'll just tell you how it is. Like she uh, if. She'll be like, I like use crystals and stuff like that. She'll be like, fucking crystals, like mm. what a waste of time kind of thing. But th- I get that. And that's her, that's her vibe and that's her journey. And I don't judge her and say, well, I wish you'd get into this and uh, I'm ahead of you spiritually. There's none of that. We're just, we're just, she's got her stuff that she's into. I've got mine and we support each other and back each other all the way with it without judgment. How do you find that works? Because I feel a lot of people have the opposite of that. So they're trying to improve their spiritual path, but their partner's not into it. So then they almost feel like they can't go down that route, if that makes sense. So like, let's say for example, like I'm into crystals, my partner's not. My crystal's saying, you're a fucking weirdo with your crystals. Yeah. And um, then I might be like, oh, well actually to please my partner, I'm going to stop doing my thing with crystals. How have you, and how, what, what advice would you give to people that want to go down this route where they don't necessarily have a supportive partner? Because again, obviously you've got a good dynamic with that, but yeah. some people don't. Now again, we're not talking about the d- dynamics of a relationship and should you be in a relationship with someone you can't communicate with. So let's not go down that rabbit okay. hole. But I mean, in the sense of how would you get people to actually keep keep on their practice when they potentially don't have the friends or if they're single, they don't have the support network around them? Uh, firstly, starts with honesty. And we spoke about this on, on the podcast, my podcast, when you came on. So you've got to be honest with each other. You've got to be almost radically honest. You can't, if you want a strong relationship with someone, you can't really hide things. You've got to, you've got to be honest with each other and, and tell that person, this is why I'm doing it. And these are the reasons why I'm doing it. So I'm, I'm meditating because it helps me with X, Y, and Z, or it helps me achieve this. And this time here, is 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 why i'm meditating and this is the time i'm going to do it so honesty is a, is, a, is a good starting point i think and then which leads into boundaries like having boundaries with each other so yeah this is the boundary of where we're at with with these things whether it's spirituality whether it's money whether it's going out on the piss or whatever these are the boundaries and you're not going to break those boundaries or cross them you're going to respect them and respect the the individual and respect the boundary and and work within those parameters of of, of that um and i think if the if if you are truly in tune with each other and you truly do love each other then the other person will will respect that and overstand that because mm. i think with it is that it makes you a better version of you so it makes a better version of you it actually helps the relationship of course but i find a lot of people they they let's say for example with clients of mine um, where you say, right, I just want you to start reading before we go to bed or something. And if the partner shoo-shoes it and says, oh, it's stupid, why are you doing that? They just won't do it. Mm-hmm. Rather than just explaining, well, I'm doing this because of this. It helps me in this way. Can you respect me? They just don't have that conversation. They're not comfortable having that conversation and setting those boundaries. So the biggest thing I say to people is they've got to protect their own energy. So you don't worry about your partner's energy, you worry about your energy. And what can you do to look after your energy? Yep. And then you set your boundaries to make sure the energy is safe. But then you've got to have that communication. So I was just very curious. That I, that there wasn't anything I was particularly wanting to talk about. But just when you talk about you and Sarah, I just thought, well, I don't know if she's into it or not. And if she's not, it's just something that popped into my head. There's one thing I want to tag onto it is Sarah gets me. So she, she, she understands me. She gets me. She knows. I feel she knows me better than anyone has ever known me. She, 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 she understands and she gets it. So if I say I'm going to go in the bedroom and do 45 minutes of breath work, or I'm going to watch a, a video, or I'm going to read a book, or I'm going to go on a course for my self development, or I'm going to go to one of these men's circles that I've been going to and talk around, talk about 
mental health with eight other guys she gets it she she knows why i'm why i'm doing it and what the what the reasoning is behind it um almost as i say almost telepathically almost subliminally she knows she knows what's going on but if your partner doesn't get it then that's where as you just said beautifully you've got to explain it and you've got to explain the reasons why 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 you're doing it and what it means to you and I'm going to just be brutal. And if they, if they, if they're not on that, if they're not going to get on board with it, then maybe it's not the right. You're not with the right person. Uh, but listen, I've said. <laughs> I, I, you laugh about this. This is why I've been single for so long. Because my biggest thing is like, like you said there about someone getting you. Like that is ultimately my thing. Because I am quite weird in my ways. I say mm. weird. I don't think I'm weird, but I can see how people would think I'm weird. Again, same with you. Like people would probably class you as weird with the stuff that you're into and how you're dressing. But it's you. Yeah. It's your uniqueness. It's your journey that you're on. Like. My weirdness, for some people is weird, for some people it's completely normal. Like we've all, all three of us in this room have got their own unique styles. So now when I'm dating, talking to people, I'm like, I just don't think you want, you, you don't want to get me. Does that make sense? Am I making sense with that? I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't want to get the other person. They just want to be like, well, this is my way. You've got to fit into my way. Well, I don't think that's how a relationship should be. It should be two people that are sort of flowing and in unison and be like, exactly. I fully get you. You fully get me. We're flowing. We're not joined to the hip. You do you and we support you in each way. And I think that's such a magical thing to have. And obviously when I met Sarah yesterday for the first time as well, like you could see the guy's got a good dynamic and good uh, relationship there. I just didn't want to, I, just, I was very curious of the dynamic of it because she doesn't quote unquote look spiritual. And I know there's no way to look spiritual, <laughs> yeah. but just, just how she was and how you are. Just like, I was very curious of, if she was into it and if she wasn't, how does it work? And it's, it's good to know that you've got that, that trust, the fact that she understands you, she respects you. I think that's a massive thing to have in a relationship oh, yeah. and it's, it's key. Definitely. Yeah. You nailed it hundred percent. And I'm glad you've asked me about this stuff because not many people, people touch on it, but even now I've just bumped into uh, one of your coaches, Stephen. I've not seen him in probably 10 years and he's just looking at it through the lens of social media not actually seeing me in person, but he's just like, you two look incredible for each other. Like you just, you can just see it like you're made for each other. And, and this is what we was talking about earlier is that when you start to be this way and be yourself and get aligned with who you truly are in your fullest version of yourself, and then you get that with another person, people will just spot it a mile off. It's like, you've got this kind of aura around you and this, and this, this vibe that you put out maybe without even knowing it and people just spot it and so mm. I, Stephen's not the first person that said to me like oh you look so happy and you're a changed person and you're a changed man and you, you're not who you were 10 years ago and I just love that and I respect that uh but I've had to I've had to do the work to, I, to get there I, I've got a funny story about that so I've been my barber for five years because he's the same guy he started off working did you get a receipt no <laughs> joking <laughs> So, listen, you were coming with us like when you went to go see a barber. I'm, I'm being ripped around my haircut from a guy that looks like Jesus. You see, this fucking uh, fuck's sake, motherfucker. <laughs> and why do you keep getting people on the podcast with better beards than me? Fuck you, Mikey. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for people that know, Mikey's on there, uh, set me and Ali up. Sort of a dating. Well, could be. Um, <laughs> what was going to say? You've lost your I thought that's it, my barber. My barber. So, five years. And, um,. Boom, this guy, like, we've basically all grown together. Like, he started out at this place, working with this guy, growing up, and he's done all these amazing things, and now he's back, got his own place. And um, it must have been about eight months ago. Um, it's just him and his, his mate now that run this place. Uh, it was just us three in there. And as I was leaving, he turned around to me and says, do you know what? I used to fucking hate it when you used to come in here. So you used to be a bit of a dick. And he's like, I love it when you come in now. I look forward to, like, when, when Josh says you're coming, I mean, Bob's called Josh, big shout out, Josh, uh, Josh uh, Callahan. Um, He's just like, I love it when you come in. It's like, you just, everything about you, like I love hearing about what you're doing, like your energy, your positivity. And I was like, that was amazing to hear. Because yeah. like, some people get offended by that. And I was yeah. like, and he turned around and said, I hope that you didn't get offended. I said, no, because I was a dick. But mm. I was completely lost as a human being. So I'm not surprised you, you, I mean, you didn't like me coming in. And, because all I'd be talking about was shagging girls. Mm -hmm. I was just completely empty and shallow as a person. And the fact that he actually noticed that I changed, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so I, I understand that when you start to grow and develop. But how did that, how did that look for you then? So obviously I know you went, went to America uh, and you had that experience. But then coming back to the UK, how have you then harnessed your like, spiritual practice? And what advice would you give to people that are looking to actually go down that route? Because it's such a big, open, expansive thing. There's so much information out there. So obviously I know you're only speaking your truth. Yeah. But for you, what did that actually look like of actually developing this sort of spiritual path and finding yourself? I was quite blessed in a way that i had this i have have th this friend that 
he'd gone he ne- he tried to commit suicide he tried to stab himself to death and i think that was when he kind of had his spiritual awakening you could say so i was quite blessed in the fact that i had almost a spiritual mentor or somebody that could show me the ropes and and say oh check this out but i've always been very good at taking taking on stuff and then doing my research and discerning stuff and making my own mind up and forming my own opinions i've always been like that ever since i was a i was a kid so he gave me tools and stuff to to look at and maybe reading material and and whatnot um so that helped what reading materials did you start with that's a good question i think one of the very first books i read was um don miguel ruiz the four agreements oh brilliant yeah book. i think it was uh, oh, and, do, and some do, of the do, 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 stuff as do you well. said on your podcast books i don't yeah. know why i didn't go there yeah because yeah. those books are brilliant um the other one as well the the book of knowledge yeah. you read that one that's yeah, a really yeah. good book as well uh, i've got like a little uh, box set there's just three of them yeah um yeah honestly that's a great book so books like that um that they were they were really useful and then in 2016 about the time i was looking to open my own gym i came across uh another lady um carly mellas blair um she's based out in arnold's in nottingham same as us but she'd been working with this coach um in atlanta in america so she put me on to him and I decided after an initial consultation with him that I wanted to work with him because I was going down this spiritual route and he was very much, you can't work with me if you don't meditate. So the first question he asked me was like, do you meditate? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, good, because you can't work with me if you don't meditate. So I was like, right, this guy's the real deal. So I did seven months of coaching with him and that kind of accelerated things as well because he put me on to more, you could say out there stuff, but it's not out there, but stuff like astrology, Mm -hmm. meditation, uh, vision boarding, gratitude, that this kind of stuff. So that really helped as well, having a, a spiritual coach. So I had a mentor, a coach, and then it was just about going within. So using that meditative practice to go within myself and to to learn more about myself, but then connect with the ether or the universe or the higher power or my higher self or however you want to label it up, going into that and just making sure that that practice was regular and then getting those downloads, getting that information, learning more about myself, becoming more aware and then using that stuff to to my advantage. So I'd say a mentor, a coach, and just actually immersing myself in spiritual practices helped me to to grow this 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 spiritual essence or this spiritual nature that I have. Um, yeah, I like. I think it was you that I saw on social media said about spirituality, and you can be spiritual and not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you can still drink. You can still do this. You can still do that. I think that's yeah. a big thing as well. Like people, you can't you... put labels on things. No. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. No, no, you never be right. You can't. Everyone wants to put labels on stuff, whatever it is, sexuality, spirituality, religion. They just want to put labels on stuff. And to me, what do labels do? labels create division mm-hmm. and we're already divided enough we don't need any more division in life we want to bring ourselves together we want to come together we need to come together now more than we've ever had to in the last probably i don't know five thousand years maybe we've, we've got to come together now not before it's too late but we need to be connected more connected we need to be more one we need to be more united and this is just my personal opinion but i think labels they encourage division they encourage part in people yeah Yeah, part in people and this is a big problem in our industry in health and fitness health fitness wellness uh, spirituality those kind of realms that me and you move in it's a big big problem because we're trying to label up um, fat loss is this weight loss is this gym training is this spirituality is this yoga is this and if you're not in that then you're not that and it's just fucking ridiculous. And also, like, with egos, like, there's too many egos in health and fitness and in spirituality to some some extent. I would say, and I'd say more. more so, me, yeah, me, yeah. Me, me and Mikey spoke about this. Yeah. Like, the more you go into the spirituality thing and you try and ram it down people's throats, people's yeah. egos become so inflated. Definitely. And also, <laughs> I'm, people are probably going to give me some hate for this, but there's a lot of fake people. There's a lot of people that talk the talk and they don't walk the walk. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this before, I said it on Mikey's podcast, I think I, it, everything that I say, whether it's in person or it's on social media, if I say it, I'm fucking doing it. So if I say I'm, I'm meditating, I'm meditating every day. If I'm journaling, I'm journaling. If I'm cold showering, I'm cold showering. If I've got a morning routine, I've got a morning routine. And if I haven't, I won't say it mm-hmm. because it's a lie and like I'm not going to BS. So I've learned that as well. Whereas before, I used to be a bit of a a social chameleon. So I'd like put on, like you said earlier about mm-hmm. masks and stuff, I'd put on different kind of suits in different environments with different people because I thought I had to do that to fit in. Yep. And as soon as I started like stepping into who I really am and being my truest self, long hair, jazzy jacket, beard, crystals, whatever, my truest self, that's, I didn't need to do that. I don't need to be a, a chameleon anymore. I can just be myself and you take it or leave it. And I'm I'm walking the walk and talking the talk both ways. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm doing something that I'm not. I I, I live it, I breathe it, I embody it. Um yes, there's there's probably some habits and some stuff that I do that isn't benefiting my health. But if you look at how healthy I am now, however you wanna label or describe health, if you take it from where I am now to where I am probably ten years ago, it's it's chalk and it's all, cheese. It's, all on a spectrum. it's completely different. It's all on a spectrum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. You're not trying to be sat up on a mountain, being all preachy. At the minute, all you're doing is just living your life the best way that you know how and what works for you. So what works for you? Again, I know we had a conversation about this uh, yesterday. Like, you still drink alcohol. Cool. Well, yeah. if that's your advice, that's your advice. Like, it's, it's not an issue as long as you're not going around. As being long a fucking... as it's not affecting the work yes but as i'm saying you're not going around like fucking beating up sarah yeah, or fucking yeah. shouting racist slurs when you're just literally someone that likes to have a drink mm. cool so what's wrong with that but people, oh you can't do that and be spiritual bollocks yeah, excuse yeah. me yeah. Oh, mate you can swear that's the biggest thing with it and uh, you can't but, swear and be spiritual <laughs> but, but this thing i said to, um when me and mike was working before about it like you see a lot of people that like i said they they, they are not they're doing it for the wrong reasons, especially when it comes to mental health, not necessarily spirituality, but mental health. Mm. They're in it and doing it and talking about it for the wrong reasons. And then you've got people that, again, want to be spiritual and haven't even walked the journey. They've just read a book or books, not really applied it and just regurgitating information, mm. but they haven't gone through it enough to be like, right, you're here, I'm here. I can guide you through this process because I've gone through it, but then you then know you still have got a long way to go. A lot of people walk a little bit, claim they know everything, and then try and tell everyone, I know everything, let me show you the path. But they ain't got a fucking clue. And I think that's the biggest thing. The more you go down into spirituality, the more you realise that you don't know. Mm. Like, the more you go down into it, the more you realise that you don't know know anything. And all you're trying to do is just guide people. You're not telling people because you know that you can't tell the people. You're just kind of suggesting and being a bit of a guide rather than being like, I'm fucking amazing, you're shit, do as I say and you'll be good. Because mm. it's not about that. It's yeah. about, as you said, learning, implementing it, and as you're implementing it, passing on the information that you're doing from first-hand experience that you know can help other people and then take it or leave it. Because again, something that I do, you may not do. Something that you do, I may not do. Absolutely. Some things resonate with some people and others don't with others. That's why, again, I like... I thought I'm going to get Mikey on as well because, again, me and Mikey are very similar, very different. Me and you are very similar, very different. And that's the thing. Me and you seem to be saying the same information, but we say it very, very differently. Yeah. Cool. Because how you say it might not resonate with people. How I say it might not resonate with people. Cool. How Mikey says it might be perfect. Brilliant. And that's what it's all about. It's about making sure because one, that's what I say about mental health and spirituality. Once you get it, you get it. Yeah. And you see through the bullshit. I call it coat hanger. Mental health is spirituality and yes. spirituality is mental health. 100%. But once you understand all it is is a coat hanger, once you know it's the coat hanger, you know what it looks like and what it does, all you then see is people are putting their own clothes on this coat hanger and trying to charge a lot of money for their own clothes. But when you get rid of the clothes and realise it's just a coat hanger, that's it. Mm. And the coat hanger is the coat hanger no matter who's fucking saying it, it's a coat hanger. It's made of fucking wood, it's got a metal peg on it. That's it. And that's, but that's fundamentally what it is, isn't it? Like, do it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Once you understand the, it, it's essence... That's it. And then you can articulate that however you want and put your own clothes on it. But the problem is people are trying to force other people to wear their own clothes. Mm. Does that make sense? I feel like, yeah, do you know no, what I mean no, you no. get talking, mate? I feel like I should go off on one. I'm no, like, no, it's good. It's, it's, like, good. it's, like, yeah. I'm not, it's like I'm not... Um, I did this when, I, when uh, Mikey interviewed me on his podcast. I feel like when I go off on one in certain situations with certain people, I feel like I'm not even in control of my I body. I forgot what we was even started. The, Talking about spirituality. Yeah, the, this, this we started with. But that's the beauty of this. And it's... You, you will just go where where you need to go. And that's why I love having these conversations and why 
there needs to be more of it and why we need to speak more and do more stuff like this because it'll go where it's meant to go. Have I you, believe everything happens for a reason and I don't believe there's any coincidences. Agreed. Have you ever struggled with mental health? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, so um, I'd say I'd struggled with it most in two phases of my life. So I'd say just when it was coming to the end of my uh, last relationship with, with my ex before I met Sarah, I'd say I was struggling quite a bit then because I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. I was in a transitional phase with what I wanted to do career-wise as well. So I was a little bit messed up mentally. Oh, my! I just found out as well that my dad was having an affair. Uh, so that was all kind of quite intense and that kind of beginning of 2015 time so that would probably be the first time that i'd say i was struggling a little bit and then last year in the in the pandemic there was a couple of times and sarah will tell you about this where i was in floods of tears and i was just like what's the point kind of thing i was just i was just uh felt a bit disillusioned i couldn't reopen the gym um i was doing a lot of stuff which i know you shouldn't do like comparison i was going on to social media accounts and be like oh well they're doing this and i'm a piece of shit and like mm-hmm. why can't i have what they have and the the worst things that we all well we don't all know but when you kind of get into this stuff when you're working on yourself and you become more spiritually inclined or just not not spiritually inclined just working on yourself you, you know you shouldn't be doing this stuff, but we're still all guilty of it and mm-hmm. social media can be toxic so i was kind of getting sucked into that and yeah i was just a bit like oh what's the point what's the point and then um that that was still arising a little bit this year as well and i said when i went on to mikey's podcast that uh about eight eight or nine weeks ago i've started working with a psychologist which i told yep, you about yep. yesterday um and she's a positive psychologist and um i met, i feel like i'm in a similar position that i was back in 2015 where i'm not relationship, but with work, I'm in a bit of a transition. My gym's been going for five years. I'm looking at what I want to do long-term. And that's why I went to see her is to get a kind of clarity and get alignment with what I want to be doing long-term, which she's really, really helping me with. Even in, I've only had three sessions with her and she's kind of, I can't believe the work and the the progress that I've made in, in, in three years. So that was, I went to see her because I was in that mindset of, I don't give a shit um what's the point um the gym's gonna fail this kind of negative spiral of 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 self-talk even though i'd spent the last five years trying to get or six years trying to get myself out of that so yeah i went to see that was kind of catalyst for for going to see her because in that kind of that negative that negative mindset of, of of being like what's almost like what's the point so yeah, there, there have been a couple of times where I've, I've really, really struggled from a, a, a mental aspect. Um, and do, when do, I was do, trying do, to do, sell do. the house back in 2015, I was kind of having a lot of sleepless nights, but that was more of a financial aspect more than kind of a, a mental mindset kind of thing. Do you find the psychologist help more than the spiritual coach or is it very different? Because obviously very it's very, different. very similar times uh, in life. Oh yeah, it's different, but the same because yes, she, yeah, yeah. She's, um, she's very spiritual very very spiritual like so she's classically trained psychologist and a criminologist as well so she's actually worked with um she's worked with like some of the worst criminals in the uk um from a psychological aspect so she's a lecturer at ntu in criminology um so but she's a she's a very 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 spiritual person so that's why we hit off originally because she came on my podcast and we just kind of Hit, like us three have done when we first met for the first time as, as if you've known each other for years mm. and you just have that instant connection so yeah she's coming at it from a very different angle so i'd say they're similar but different if, if that yeah. makes any so, sense both of them like i said are very similar times in your life yeah that's why i was just wondering like the, 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 essentially the same but different if that makes sense because yeah. i think a lot of people we spoke about this before like sometimes you need to reach out the biggest thing is you need to reach out and ask for help. I, but ask, and it said on your podcast, it's asking the right person. So right now, at two times you've been screaming out for something. And obviously the, the first coach was like very, very heavily in spirituality because that's what you needed at that point. Now this person isn't so much focused on it. It's a psychological aspect with the dose of it as well because it still needs to be in there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's very curious that both times when you needed help in your life, you have reached out as well. Yeah. So it's just very curious. Like, obviously I know we spoke about that a lot when I was on, on your podcast talking yeah. about that. Um was there a lot of the stuff that you struggled with during the lockdown to do with the gym? 
because I know that during this first lockdown, especially for me, my head rolled off because I have I have a deep fear of going backwards, of losing everything that I've created, but it being my fault. So for me, when it, when it came to the first lockdown, not the second one, the first one, my head rolled off a bit because I was afraid I was going to lose everything, even though it wasn't my fault. Because you know, if it was my fault, I could accept it and I could do something about it. My problem was it wasn't my fault and I couldn't do anything about it. So I struggled with the lack of control. So was yours to do with the gym? Was it lack of control? What what do you think? Did no, that? I, I, I think I said this to you yesterday and people might think I'm bonkers for saying this, but with the journey that I've been on and with everything that's happened to me in the last five or six years, and a lot of it is related to the gym, I don't have an emotional connection to the gym that I own anymore. I, I mean, it might sound crazy to people listening to this, but if the gym works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And either way is cool for me. So it wasn't that fear of losing. It might have been for Sarah. I think Sarah, in the, particularly in the first lockdown, she got quite upset, like, we're going to lose everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, for me, I wasn't on that vibe. I think for me... I wasn't too bad in the first one, but the second, probably the yeah, towards the end of the first one and then definitely the second lockdown. I think for me it was for the first time in my life, I can't see or I don't really know what I'm going to be doing in 5, 10, 15, 20 mm -hmm. years time. Whereas when I worked at Virgin, it was build a client base. When I When I left Virgin, it was get my own business off the ground, make that successful, get fully booked with that, potentially take on staff. Then when I was kind of like two, three years into running my own PT business, it was like, okay, I can see myself having a gym and that gym being f busy and fully booked and a great community and everything. And then I think I kind of forgot all of that work I'd done and all those things I'd put in place that had allowed that to come to fruition. And so I was at a point where I'm like, oh shit, I'm whatever, 34, 35, I'm 35 next year, I'm 34. What what am I what am I doing when I'm 45? What am I doing when I'm 50? So I think it was a bit of a shock, like, oh, for the first time in my life, I don't really don't really know what I'm gonna be doing long term. And that's why I thought I need to get help. So I reached out to the psychologist and she's kind of unlocked a few things. And you mentioned this on my podcast, and I want to say this again and reiterate this is that we have all the answers within us we all have all the answers and i think ultimately deep down we all know that but sometimes you need somebody that's got the the, the keys or the mm -hmm. skeleton key to unlock someone's it. not emotionally involved yeah, in it as well exactly. like, obviously sarah she might know the answer but yeah. she's emotionally financially yeah and she was backing involved, me all the yeah. way she was like sometimes she's she's like slapped around the face like ali you're being a dick snap out of it sometimes she's like arm around your shoulder supporting but I think it was at the point where, because we're always in each other's pocket, because uh, we, we run, the, run the gym together and we, we're inseparable, basically, that she was giving me all the support that she had the skills and the know-how to do, but I needed that little bit, mm -hmm. something different and a little bit extra. But because of all the work that I'd done and because I've had coaching before, I knew that what I needed was coaching or guidance in whatever form that was going to come in and it just so happened that a few things that had line, aligned, I'd seen her a few weeks before and we'd had a, we was meant to record a podcast together and the podcast ended up turning, it, did, it wasn't a podcast, the mics didn't even go on, I didn't even hit record, it ended up turning into, she wouldn't say it was a therapy session, but it felt like it was, therapy, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And we was there for two hours, didn't charge me a penny and I was in tears pretty much the whole time and she brought up a lot of stuff from, everything we've spoken about uh, earlier which is like childhood stuff childhood trauma and when i say trauma it can be like micro trauma it doesn't have to be macro trauma she brought up all this stuff i got upset but i felt like i had a massive release and you said it earlier on the on on, on my podcast is that this stuff this this mental stuff or trauma or whatever eventually it'll wear you down it'll mm -hmm. wear you out and you become so tired and i think this year i was that at that point where i'd spent so long not being fully aligned with my truest self in my fullest power and not doing what I am meant to be doing as like, a, if you want to call it divine higher purpose, not really doing that, that I was so worn down by it that I needed to get that help. And she's made me realize a lot of things, unlock some stuff and allowing me to step into 
the truest, fullest version of myself. Not that I haven't been for the last five or six years, but there's certain traits that I've been doing that have probably held me back from where I, I'm not even saying where I want to be, where I should be. Yeah. So how... Whoa, that was deep, wasn't it? So, 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 so how could you, so let's say, you could go back then, and obviously, I, I know you've only had three sessions with this, but let's say you, you've got listeners to this that feel like they're in that situation, they feel very stuck, and they feel like they should be doing more, could be doing more, should be someone else. What advice would you give to them on that? Because obviously, you've been through this twice now. Obviously, both times you've, you've gone through uh, getting a coach. Mm. So what advice would you give to people then that feel like they're in that situation where they're a bit like, they feel like they're hitting a bit of a brick wall, they feel like there's just something that's got to be removed? What advice would you give to people that's on that? I'd start firstly with honest and open questions with yourself. And you, you could start just by simply asking yourself some questions in your head. You don't even have to write it down. I'd probably do that first. Then I'd write it down. And then that's going to give you kind of a, a good starting point. So, you know, like when we're working with clients, we'll do your stats, your measurements, mm -hmm. so circumferences, body fat percentage, weight, all that kind of stuff. This is the same thing with your thoughts and with, with your mental state. You can get a gauger of where you're currently at by simply asking yourself some questions. But don't just go to the surface level. You've got to go deeper. So, okay, why, why, why? Strip it away, strip it away, peel back that onion get them answers then get it down on paper and then that gives you a kind of starting point of where you're at and then based off of that you can probably make the decisions of of where you go to next is that i need to read a book or consume a podcast or consume a piece of content on youtube that's going to help me with with this stuckness that i'm having or do i need to go a step further and seek out a professional that's going to help and i always think when you can, if you truly need it, just just get the help because you can only. I, I say we've got all the answers, but you can only do so much on your own. Like you need you need somebody to to help support you, spot your blind spots, uh, call you out on your own BS, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. all the stuff that we do for our clients and and we know helps them. You need that yourself, and you can never be too proud or too egotistical to think that you don't need help and you've got everything figured out because as you said, the more you figure out, the more you realize that you've got nothing figured out and nobody's got it figured out. Yeah. Elon Musk, all these people that you aspire to, Tony Robbins, whoever, they haven't got it figured out. None of them have. No, none of us have. And, because and, there's no manual for life though. That's the biggest no. thing. Like no one has got the answers. All people have got is their own experience. Yeah. Whether that's practical experience, learnt experience, like whatever it is, like they've read something in a book, like, the, the best person in the world, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Tony Robbins, whoever it is, like you said there, like they literally are only giving information based off what they know. Mm. Yeah. But then they're just winging it because they don't know what's coming. And that's all it is. And again, it goes back to like, the universal power we spoke about before. It's like the energy, the, the universal mind, whatever you want to call it, like it has all the answers. Anything that ever will be and everything that ever has been is up in there. Yeah. So they've had the ability to tap into it and they've experienced some stuff and then they're passing on the knowledge to you. But no one has it. No one has the answers. No one knows why we're here. No one yeah. does. Like, literally not a single person does. So no one knows the answer. I think that's the biggest thing right now with social media and stuff like that. People can feel very, very inferior because people are claiming to have the answers and to have got it. And they will have it to an extent, but they will not have the whole it, if that makes sense, because you cannot ever have the whole it. Like life is not a game that you complete, if that makes sense. Mm. So you may have someone that's a millionaire, brilliant. They've completed it to a certain extent of being a millionaire, but have they actually completed it of happiness? Are they fully happy? Are they truly fulfilled? Some people genuinely, truly are. Like Tony Robbins, for example, I genuinely believe that he's truly happy and content, but a lot of people aren't. It just seems to be now it's a game of who can talk the loudest about what they've got yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, does that make sense yeah. that makes sense about i feel that's the yeah, biggest social thing. media is the, the worst for it and what people have got to realize about social media is you you're just seeing little snapshots of people's best bits yeah. like, i mean it is getting better i think people are starting to be more uh, transparent more open and honest more real on on social media but it's still but it's millions. only as real, again it's only as real as they're still showing yeah yeah. So, I mean, this, this is my thing with it, like people being raw, authentic. We, we spoke about this on, on your podcast, we were saying then about do people sometimes fake it? 
because mm. sometimes now I feel people are being transparent for the sake of being transparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like people are showing the behind the scenes, but again, they're only showing the behind the scenes of the stuff they want to show behind the scenes. Because let's be fucking honest, if I'm having a bad day, I'm not exactly me fucking getting a camera and being like, oh, exactly. having a bad day. Because I'm not, because my head's in a fucking space of, I don't want to fucking be here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's a case of after I've snapped out of it, I can talk about it, I've had a bad day. But I'm not showing you my actual bad day because the only time you could have that is if Mikey's walking around me 24-7 and literally video recording me. And again, yeah. so sometimes you do get that authenticness on TV shows and stuff, but most of the time it's not. Mm. Like, you're still only showing someone's vulnerability of what you're allowed to say. I think me and Mikey has a conversation about something. Like, Mikey only knows me. Like, I'm very honest and open. Mikey knows pretty much everything about me, but he still only knows what I share, what I share with him. Exactly. Even though it's a lot, like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to... I'm trying to fucking think of an example. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not just going to randomly say to him, oh yeah, Mikey, by the way, when I was three years old, I did this, or, do you know I mean? it's just not relevant. It, mm. it, or, or yesterday, Mikey, I had this, re, this, this, this thought, and then this thought, and that thought. I'm only showing, oh, by the way, Mikey, yesterday I felt a bit shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're not and ever going to get the whole thing. And I said this on Mikey's podcast, and I've said it on loads of, I've, pretty much every podcast I've been on. That's why you are the most important person. Nobody else. You, you'll only know yourself as well as you know yourself you you'll, you'll know yourself the better the best and better than anyone else will and but you've got to in my opinion you've got to learn about yourself you've got to strip away these layers to to really find out who you truly are but you've got to look after yourself and do the work on yourself first and take care of number one first because if you're the best version of yourself the truest version of yourself the healthiest the happiest version of yourself then that's going to radiate out to everyone else and you're going to be able to serve, give to other people in a in a fuller fuller version of yourself and in a more authentic way. And not that I think the world's a bad place, but the world will be a better place. So I think people get caught up in trying to put everybody else before themselves or do this or compare themselves with others before they've done the work on themselves first. You've got to look after number one first. And as I've said on numerous podcasts before, it's not being selfish, it's selfless. Looking after yourself first is the most selfless thing you can do as a human being, human being, on this, whatever this is. And that's, I think you've hit in the head there something as well. The world is not a bad place. No. We're told the world's a bad place. Yes. And it's, we're forced to think that people, again, to what the division spoke about earlier on, like people are this, people are that. But inherently, people are good. I fully believe that people are inherently good, where nowadays we're basically told that people are inherently got a bit bad inside them. Mm. I don't believe that they do at all. I think people are inherently good. No one is born with any bad traits inside them. They're all good human beings. I think the biggest thing nowadays is that we live in a state of fear that people are assholes, people are always going to stab us in the back, and it's not always the case. Like There is some people out there you've got to have your, your guard up against, but you can't go around your life thinking and worrying about what ifs and what if this person screws me over, what if this person isn't... Just go yeah. with the flow as long as you. Yeah, because then yourself. you're not. You're not without again without going too airy fairy. But you're not. When you're like that, you're not being present and you're not being. One of the best things again you can do is just be, be, be here. Like we're we're here now, and we're not thinking about I'm having a jacket potato for dinner or that twat cut me off earlier. We're not that. We're just here. We're just here having a conversation, talking. We're we're in the moment. We're just being, and you can call that going with the flow. That's another way to label it up said don't put labels on things and I'm labeling yeah so um go with the flow just be that's the that's the best way to be but as soon as you start kind of oh well what if this happens and what if uh, x y and z or what if the government do this or what if there's another lockdown or whatever the case may be you're not you're not being you're not now you you you're thinking about something that might not even happen and then if you're if you're anxious or or whatnot or worried you kind of thinking about the past of, of usually negative stuff that's that's happened and you can't do fuck all about it. So it is one of the most difficult things, particularly in the modern world, it's the most difficult thing or one of the most difficult things to be present. But when you can be, when you can just be, it's the most powerful thing, most liberating thing that you can do in your life. Completely agree. I feel like what we need to do is mash up both our podcasts together. Yeah, man. I feel, I feel like, I feel like the, the both podcasts we did. Do you know, both Why don't we do a joint one? Yeah. A triple one. I, 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 I feel like there's a lot of information, like the, the information you gave, the information I gave, when you combine that together. So like I said... Just uh, mirror, mirror, mirror mine on yours and vice versa. Yeah, we'll it, just mirror it, it on our, it's, our it's, it's a very, It's a very interesting thing because um, like the information you're sharing there it's all the same stuff and it sort of ties on to what I 
typed into as well and vice versa like some of the stuff that you've said like it's it's honestly it's fucking brilliant it, it, yeah i want to say as well i mean you've you're not you're not really asked me about this but i'm gonna just share it with people as well is that people might see my story and see social media and, and listen to me and think, Oh, well, he's, he's got it. Like he's got it wicked. He's got his own gym. He's married and da, 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 da. The last five or six years, we, me and Sarah have been to hell and back, hell and back with that gym. We've had so many things happen. I'd say mainly from a financial perspective, come close to the whole place shutting down numerous times. Was that uh, due to the lockdowns? Before no, the lockdowns. before, 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 um, I don't know how much, I mean, I can go into it. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, I didn't talk about yeah, so, it. Yeah, so we, are, we, we basically started off with, with a business partner um, and it didn't work out. He kind of came out of the business um, and wasn't his fault. It was, it was equally both of our fault. It was probably both a bit naive, didn't really know what we was going into, kind of thought we had everything figured out when we didn't and made some very bad financial decisions. Um, and yeah, the, the gym was really struggling financially from day dot. He kind of came out of the business for one reason or another. Won't really go into that, but I'll probably go into it another day. Um, and myself and Sarah took on the kind of the business and then it was really, really struggling and it was a challenge and, uh, Mike's business partner was threatening to take us to court and all this kind of stuff. Loads of stuff. I mean, you could write a whole book on it. Uh, we had we had bailiffs coming into the gym, like I'm going to take all the kit away because we'd not paid a bill and stuff like that. Um, I was robbing Peter to pay Paul, all this kind of stuff. And the one thing, this is what I'll say, the one thing that stopped us from probably having a mental breakdown, because if, if that would have been me prior to Sedona, I would have had a mental breakdown, 100%. In 2017, 2018 particularly, I would have 100% had a mental breakdown. Um, but because I'd done all this work and because I was so strong, it allowed us to navigate that. But the one thing that allowed us to navigate it more than anything is is having a purpose. We knew what the purpose of that space was, uh, of what we were trying to do. And every time we was in the office crying or we thought we can't go on, or whatever, we're going to liquidate the company or whatnot. We just hung on to that. Why are we doing it? We're doing it because we want to We want to help people to be healthier, to be happier, to live longer lives. And we kind of had that in the back of our head all the time. And that saw us through. And that was, you said it earlier about like lighthouses. That was kind of our lighthouse, our guiding star, North Star, however you want to call it, that helped us overcome or get around all of that shit. Uh, and I, again, going back to help, I knew we needed help and I knew we wouldn't survive without help. So I tapped into my network and this is another thing I'm massive on is, is, is connecting people and networking. Mm-hmm. I, I love bringing people together and I love making new friends and meeting new people. I've loved that since I was a little one. Um, I reached into my network and I was like, I need help. So I reached out to a guy from the council who put me onto a few people who then put me onto the guy that's mine and Sarah's business partner now, a new business partner, who's, I guess in air quotes, like a silent investor. Um, and he, it was just, again, I don't believe in coincidences, divine timing, however you want to label it. He just sold a business for like close to 200 grand. He had, this sounds crazy, but like play money. And he was like, I want to help you guys. And I want to uh, help you to, to, to stay alive and grow the business. And, I believe in you. That's more imp- That was the thing that like really almost, well, it did make me cry and like hit me hard in the heart is I believe in you and Sarah. You've, you've had some bad luck. You've made some bad decisions and whatnot, but I believe in you both because you've put this, mo- this effort in so far. You've got it to this point two two three. I think he came on board in 2018. So we'd got, we'd, we'd had it nearly two years because it was late 2018. We'd had it near the two years and he's like, look, you've managed to keep it going this long when it probably didn't look from maybe like a financial and cash flow forecast perspective that we were, we were going to be able to carry on. And he's like, I believe in you. And he invested some money in it. Obviously we had to give like percentages away. I'm not going to really get into the nitty gritty of that, but he came on board. And then since then we've been able to progress. And then 
the global pandemic here and then that was another roadblock but that's why when the global pandemic hit i was just breezy because everything that we'd been through leading into that i felt had prepared us for that moment so i'm talking from what everything that happened with the gym but also everything that i'd been through on my own personal journey when that hit when boris got on this on the stage on what was it the, the the 12th of march or the 20th of march whatever it was and he said that i was just like do you know what everything that's happened in the last five years has prepared me for this moment and we're just going to ride it and we're going to ride the wave handle it with grace and ease and that's something i'm massive on grace and ease and just go with it uh sarah was a little bit upset but i was like look look what we've been through and you're getting upset and then she was like yeah you're right and we we've been through so much together but that purpose allowed us to keep going and I'm one of these people I've been known to be really hard on myself, like really beat myself up, like not good enough. Uh, again, all this comes from childhood, but not good enough. Um, I should be doing better. This person's got that and I should X, Y, and Z just really beat myself up. Even when I'm doing well, mm. like beat myself up. That's and, the worst one, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Beat yourself up. And, and, Looking from the outside in, if you maybe looked at Kinetic on paper, you'd be like, that's a failing business. And sometimes I thought that to myself, like, oh, we're, we're a failure. And then I went to obviously work with a psychology lady and she was like, none of it's a failure. It's a success. You've gone for five years, kept the doors open for the vast majority of the time, just me and Sarah. Yes, we've had a team of, of people, but the whole time it's been mainly me and Sarah. She's like, you've kept it going. Look at the hundreds of people's lives that you've changed for the better and helped. And look at all the life lessons that you and Sarah have learned from the five years of having this gym. She's like, it's not fucking failure. It's a success. And I was like, it's just the way that she framed it. And then that allowed me to like, look at it in a different light. And I was like, yeah, man. And, that was so, such a powerful moment, even though it's just a brief moment with her that I just thought, I've got nothing to beat myself up about. I've, I've achieved more in the last 10 years than some people achieve in their entire lifetime. Mm. And I don't say that to brag. I say that to to show to people and to outline to people, whoever's taken the time to listen to this or watch this, that you can you can do anything. You can You can literally create your own reality. You can have whatever you want to have you can be who you ever want whoever you want to be you can live your dream lifestyle uh and I, i'm i'm living proof of that and so are you hmm. deep <laughs> yeah there's some stuff i've said there that i've not said to anybody else so no, i appreciate yeah. that but like i say it's one of the things where that, that honesty and transparency like i said it helps people because i said it's it's understanding that people see things and on have paper. I sorry I'll just finish it off have I alienated people have I pissed people off have I probably treated people maybe not as well as I should have yes I probably have but again it's all it's all a learning curve and it's all a lesson and it allows me now to to navigate through life knowing how to be my true self how to be the fullest version of myself how to be honest with people how to treat people how business works how to negotiate all these these incredible life lessons I've learned and sometimes we have to go through the through the dirt be dragged along the floor get our face smashed in the mud be at the bottom of the bottom as I know you've been to to realize that <laughs> life's a blessing number one mm -hmm. and we're amazing people and we can achieve amazing things even if you are at rock bottom you can you can do you can do anything you can create whatever you want to create and we're we're, we're all able to create our own reality and we're also all co-creating our own reality as well completely agree uh what's the future hold for you the future now is i'm i'm working heavily to go down the line of um public speaking more podcasting more presenting more workshops and i'm really gonna work with people that are like me that are that have in a similar position to what I probably was five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, who I can relate to, who can resonate with my story and resonate with what I've been through. And I can use the skills, tools, expertise, wisdom that I have and that I've gained 
to help those 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 guys on their journey and i really kind of do want to work with 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 guys with 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 men um to help them become the best version of themselves so that's what where i see myself doing it and probably that will be a combination of of online stuff and in-person stuff as well um so yeah that's where where i see things going the gym we'll see what happens with the gym um I do need to probably start le- like my, my psychologist. She keeps saying you need to leverage your fucking gym. Mm. She's like, you own a fucking gym for fuck's sake. Start leveraging it. And yeah, probably start, do you need to start doing that a bit more? And with me, it's a bit of a, uh, I'm a bit of a like a paradox or a double-edged sword when it comes to social media. I, I probably need to use it more. Some people would probably say to me, are you mad? You're, you, you're always posting and stuff, but I probably do need to share my story what i've been through um share a bit more of that kind of transparency and more honest stuff uh, a bit more and leverage the, the space that i've got so people can see that and can relate to it and think do you know what this guy can help me so i'm learning all this stuff i'm trying to unlock it i'm i'm, I'm doing it every single day and that's that's another thing that i'd i'd say to you to your audiences that's why we're here is to to learn and grow mm. and just even if you just spend a couple of minutes or five minutes trying to be better than you were yesterday, you're on to a winner. Mm. I love that. My coach used to say to me, growth is the purpose, everything else is the result. I love that. Mate, this has been a, a fascinating four hours that I've spent with you today. Yeah, I'm I, I, I know like yesterday we spent an hour talking <laughs> as well. Um Honestly, this, this has been really, really useful. And thanks um, to Mikey, like, for hooking us up. Yeah. But it's, 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 I just, this is what it's all about, connection and human connection and just coming together. Um, and you're never going to vibe with everyone. Some people, they're not, they're not going to be on your vibe. And that's absolutely cool. Uh, but as long as we're, we're doing the best to be loving and compassionate and empathetic towards each other, that's what it's all about. And, and there's, there's too much... There's too much fear. There's too much lower vibrational energies being pushed out. And I don't think that is by the masses. I think it's by a few kind of few minority of people. But the more love, compassion, togetherness we can have, then, yeah. yeah. What a beautiful way to end. Yeah. Uh, where can people find out more information about you? Yeah, so I'd like people to check my podcast out because I'm really passionate about it and, I, and I, I enjoy doing it, which is The Kinetic Fitness Show. And kinetic is stylized, so it's a K on the end rather than a C. So K-I-N-E-T-I-K, fitness like fitness, show like show. So if you search that on all the platforms, you'll find that on all social media. I've just got hacked on Twitter, so I'm not on Twitter. Not that I used it anyway, but on all social media. So LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, I'm at Ali West Coach. So just my name and then coach. So A-L-I-W-E-S-T-C-O-A-C-H on all social. And the website is just kineticfitness.co.uk. So all of those platforms, people can check me out. But if anything, just people come and check my podcast out because I'm sure they'll get... Uh, a lot of value from at least one of the episodes awesome it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you blessings thank you so much I've really enjoyed it mate enjoy the rest of your evening thank you